Tired of political correctness? Sick of cancel culture? Got something to say? Just say it. Just say it. A pro-America anti-censorship podcast hosted by Jesse Michael Elliott. We're here back from the weekend. It, we had a great, great, great UFC card on Saturday. It was a free card. If you didn't catch it, I said the prelims were going to be better than the main, and it did not disappoint. That was one of the best fight cards in totality in a since I can re- remember in a while. It's been a while. Might have been since one of the pay-per-views, but it was a great, great card. Uh, if you got the chance to check it out. Tell me what you thought of it. If you didn't, what did you do this weekend? Uh, one of my buddies on uh, <laughs> one of my buddies on Instagram. If you don't follow us, follow us at uh, JSI Podcast. That's everything basically we do. Same uh, same tag. Uh, one of our buddies uh, has a cat. A guy that used to draw for uh, Disney has a cat that sleeps in his front um, his driveway or the road to his house and. Apparently, he's a bunny killer, but this cat just lays upside down in the middle of the road. So if you have any funny pictures or weekend stories you want to share, feel free to share it. Uh, Leave a comment below or let me know on any one of our platforms. Uh, I'm always interested in funny stuff like that. It's good to hear from you guys. But hope your weekend went well. Uh, Hope you like the new intro and there will be a new outro as well. I had my guy do it. That's done uh, work for me before. Happy he did it. I sent him a message. I hit him up. I said, listen, I don't, here's what I think we should do. I don't know if you want to do it or not because it's political because I know people get some people get crazy with this stuff nowadays. So he did it. He didn't say where he stood on issues, but he did it anyway. So thanks to that. If you like his uh, the intro and outro and likes want him to do something like that for if you do a show or not, let me know. Hit me up. I'll uh, send you his contact information. But why don't we get into episode 25, which is about Ricky Gervais, which is cancel culture cowards. So let's get into it. Why enough enough of me talking? You want to get into it? Let's get into it. So here we go. Right. So episode 25 is about Ricky Gervais and he's fired up about cancel culture. So let's get into this bright bar article that get you we have what do we got one two three four five six about seven to get you caught up from this weekend um so let's hit it ricky gervais blast cancel culture getting people fired is not cool so here we go british comedian the and the creator of the office and the afterlife ricky gervais continued his assault on cancel culture saying that it is not cool to try and get people fired over supposedly offensive statements not only over offensive statements, sometimes if you've uh, checked out our show in the past, um, they go years and years. They dig through tweets for years and years and years ago. It's not even like they say something recently and then they go after them. They start digging for stuff people said years ago. So it's really out of bounds. But are you are you surprised by this? So here we go. Longtime defender of freedom of speech said that everyone's got a different definition of cancel culture, right? There are no limits or no rules, but noted that the form of modern day mob tactic is the pretentious form of modern day mob tactic is when people target people's livelihoods, right? 
It's one thing to say something. We said this on the Roseanne when we talked about the Roseanne bar incident. When do people get to make a mistake, as long as it's not crazy egregious, and get to talk about it openly, say sorry, if they really were sorry, do they get to repent and go back to what they were doing? Should they really lose their job over it? If it's something totally out of bounds, okay. But some of this stuff is just plain stupid. Should they really be losing their livelihood over that? And why do certain people get second chances? Um, Roseanne Barr didn't get a second chance, but uh, Bill Maurer uh, has made numerous comments. Uh, there's a bunch of people that have made uh, comments that are still on the air. Why do they, the governor of Virginia, uh, wear a blackface? Why isn't he forced to step down? Why is there's a different set of rules? And this is the stuff that drives people nuts. So he says, if it's choosing not to watch a comedian because you don't like them, that's everyone's right. But when people are trying to get someone fired because they don't like their opinion, something that's got nothing to do with their job, that's what I call cancel culture. And that's not cool. Gervais told the Metro, you're turning off your TV isn't censorship. You trying to get other people to turn off their TV because you don't like something they're watching. That's different. The comedian explained. Yes, it's totally different. If you don't like something and it's offending you, if enough people don't like it, they'll go out of business. Like right now, NBA and MLB is hurting because of all their bending of the knee to Black Lives Matter. So we're saying enough's enough, and that's forcing them to go out of business. But if you're tell- forcing other people not to watch because of what you believe, then you're you're overstepping. If it's bad enough, the people will say something for the most part. So possibly alluding to the Count Dankula scandal in which the regional government fined the Scottish comedian for jokingly recording his girlfriend, now wife's pug dog, doing Nazi salutes. Gervais warned that jokes are in danger of being criminalized in the cancel culture. And especially when it comes to comedy, that's really bad. Because if you can't laugh at certain things, that's a lot of the things that uh, breaks down barriers and brings people together. If you can't laugh at something, then we're, we're crossing the line. So he says, everyone's allowed to call you an, an a-hole. Everyone's allowed to stop watching your stuff. Everyone's allowed to burn your DVDs, but you shouldn't have to go to court for saying a joke that someone didn't like. Right? And that's what we're getting dangerously close to, the office star warn. If you don't agree to someone's right to say something, you don't agree with, you don't agree with freedom of speech, Gervais pronounced. Just a tweet there. They always copy the tweets just for the article. In July, Gervais said that today's hostile environment against comedy would have made creating the office impossible, right? Some of the shows today, you couldn't even, you couldn't even make. Now the show would suffer because people would take things literally. These are the most, the outrage mobs which take things out of context. Like the other day, we just covered that story on The Simpsons where they're banning white people from covering, um, doing the voices of any other race. It's, I mean, it's, it's out of bounds. We're making too many rules and there's no one set of rules to follow. It's uh, make up the rules as you go. The Democrats love doing that. So the self-described old-fashioned liberal lefty campaign socialist type of guy has long been praised by conservatives and libertarians for his staunch defense of freedom of speech and offensive jokes. Grievous 
Gervais wrote in 2019 that he's pro-equality, opportunity for all, welfare state snowflake. But if I ever defend freedom of speech on here, I'm subtly an alt-right Nazi. How did that happen? How did that happen? It's because if you don't bend the knee with every single thing they want you to, they throw you to the wayside. They did it with gays for Trump. They did it with um, Jewish people for Trump. They did it. They do it with anyone who's pro-Trump. Doesn't matter if you're gay, whatever. If you could be on their side with 90% of the issues. If you're against one thing they don't like, they throw you to the curb. If they can't use you, they throw you to the curb. Stop being useful idiots for these people. Just like, remember, we covered uh, Jacob Frey, the the mayor of uh, Minneapolis. It, he was all, you know, dancing in the streets with the protesters, everything. But when Black Lives Matter said, will you abolish the police? He said, no. They threw him out of there and said, shame, shame, shame. Unless you bend the knee totally, you're worthless to them. And then once you totally capitulate, then they get rid of you. Why do you think they say to uh, when our boys get captured overseas by terrorists they would say don't do the video don't do the video of apologizing because once that once you do that once you say oh i'm sorry for america since all that you're dead you're no more use to them they got what they wanted out of you then you're dead do not capitulate because then they throw you away so here we go um in his latest stance against the woke mob gervais decried the Icon class that sought to erase British historical figures from their perceived racism. I did a tweet a month ago about freedom of speech, quoting Winston Churchill. Someone came back with, you know, he was a white supremacist. And I wrote back, not in that tweet. He wasn't right. We talked about this when it came to Kobe Bryant, right? We brought this up. Well, Kobe Bryant cheated on his wife. Does that mean everything else he did in his life was bad? Absolutely not. I'm sure there's things you can learn from a bunch of people that were bad, but also did just because someone's bad doesn't mean every single thing they do, you can't learn a lesson from. You're playing a dangerous game and Churchill isn't one to go after. So it's like someone did something once that's wrong. Here we go. Everything they did was wrong. You are allowed to have things in common with bad people as long as it's not the bad things. I'm a vegetarian and I love dogs like Hitler. But the only thing I have in common with Hitler are good bits. Oh, Gaia. Gervais joked. Stand-up comedy bits. Yeah, like if Hit. So, right? If Hitler liked dogs and he likes dogs, oh my God, he's an awful person, right? This is the conclusions they're drawing. Like, just like what they did with Roseanne. She made one, she messed up, made a dumb tweet in the middle of the night when she was high on pills. And now her life should be over for it? Oh, so everything she did beforehand is garbage now. You're playing a dangerous game because guess what? Everyone in their life has messed up at some point, regardless of how big or how small it is. When is it going to stop? It's out of control and it's running rampant. All right, so that's the end of that article. Do you agree with Ricky? It is out of control. Like I said a hundred times over, this is one of the reasons why we started the show and good for him for sticking to his guns. I remember when he was, I believe, what was it, the Grammys or the Emmys? There's so many of those stupid shows where he stuck it to all of them. And uh, that was that was one of my uh, favorite moments recently because I can't watch those shows because it's just a, it's either a me, 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 fat, fest, clap, 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 or it's a political, uh, take political jabs uh, for no reason. So let's get into this article. This is upsetting. So if you can't handle stuff with little kids, I 
suggest you go to the timeline and skip to the next video, but it's I'm sure it won't be that bad because New York Post. So let's get into this article here from the New York Post. So New York City illegally placed pedophiles near Upper West Side Playground. So there must be a rule, obviously, where pedophiles can only be a certain, can only live or hang out a certain amount of feet around schools, playgrounds, etc. So let's get into it. So disgusting. So there's a picture here of some weirdo with his hands in his pants on a stoop. For those of you listening, disgusting daylight displays like this have become commonplace since the city began housing homeless at the Upper West Side hotels. This is uh, nothing new because if if you'll see later in the show, California is doing the same thing. The city dumped at least six homeless pedophiles, all still on parole, at a luxury. Upper West Side Hotel, just a block from an elementary school playground. An apparent violation of state law. Online records show. The outrage is only the latest slap in the face to residents of the Manhattan neighborhood, who have the Post reported had to deal with everything from public urination. Does this sound like San Francisco? Here we go. Another liberal hellhole. Public urination to open drug use since the city began moving hundreds of homeless into the area amid the COVID-19 virus. Completely unacceptable, seethed Sabina Povic, 32, who was at the playground with her daughter, 5, and son, 1. Wow, disgusting. Six parolees, including a man who had forced sex with a 4-year-old girl, were listed by the state sex offender registry as current residents of the Bella Claire Hotel. Broadway and West 77th Street as of Friday night. The hotel is just under a thousand feet from the playground of PS 87 and New York state laws bar such high risk sex offenders on probation or parole from knowingly entering into or upon schools or facilities or other facilities primarily used by children if a minor is present. Courts have interpreted that to mean they must keep a thousand feet away. I mean, is a thousand feet away enough? Reach for a comment on the registry listings showing the men currently live at the Bella Claire. A city rep said Friday that the listings are not accurate and that the names you are referencing are not on that location. Sounds like he's trying to cover it up. Asked if the men had ever lived at the hotel and why that remained their official address. The rep declined the further comment, citing confidentiality, right? Oh, it's confidential until your kid gets touched, right? right? I just knew it sounded like he was covering up. A rep for the state registry said that the list reflects the most current information the agency has. What does it matter if this happened now or before? They're listed there when they shouldn't be, next to a park. It doesn't matter when it happened, right? So they didn't really do a good job. It's really irrelevant, actually. The city began quietly moving the homeless into the Bella Claire and the Upper West Side hotels in recent weeks amid fears that its shelters couldn't provide enough pandemic social distancing. Well, we're so worried about social distancing that, oh, we'll put the pedophiles into the kids. What a great idea. What's worse? What's worse? Homeless people can maybe, maybe getting COVID-19 and the death rate's like 1%. Or putting homeless people that are convicted sex offenders next to children. Another genius move by New York government. 
Bad enough they killed uh, grandparents from the greatest generation. Now they're putting sickos next to your children. Had enough yet? Had enough yet? This is why Cuomo needs to get on uh, national TV and beg people to come have a drink because no one wants to be around this crap. It's a public embarrassment. And this is disgusting. So the six sex offenders who are still on parole and according to the sex offender registry living at the R. So here are their names. So we have a 26-year-old. There's a couple of guys. All of different races. And I don't want to talk about their names. I don't... I don't you could argue maybe that's fair, but that's that's not our job. That's not what we're here to do. But so there's a there's one quote to end it here. Look, we're a progressive minded community and we tend to be sympathetic to the homeless a neighborhood mom who asked not to be identified by name said at the PS 87 playground Friday. But with sex offenders, we draw the line, right? If you don't draw the line there, where do you draw the line? It's out of control. And New York City has turned into a toxic dump. So another embarrassment, and we'll get into later how maybe New York City's turning into California. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. All the winners, DeCamio, Cuomo, and Pelosi. Awful people, and were they, um, what their control of is awful. What a shocker. So here we go. I guess this tie, I, I, there's a reason why I put these articles back to back. Let's get into this. Another Breitbart article. California is using a hundred million. No, I'm not misspeaking. A hundred million dollars of the 550 million federal COVID-19 funds to put homeless in hotels. You heard me. So they're going to put homeless people in hotels as well. And they're using COVID relief funds for that. Isn't the majority of COVID relief funds the taxpayers are going to pay for? So that's nice. We're putting people in hotels that are... Probably, um, I'm guessing if they're homeless, they don't have a home. Some of them will be drug users and criminals. And guess what? They couldn't separate the grandparents that didn't have COVID from the ones, hospitals that just recovered from COVID. They couldn't separate your grandparents, but they can separate the homeless people, right? With our money, right? Do you see how backwards and sick this is? They go out of their way for them, but not for you. They go out of their way from the homeless, but not for your grandparents. They go out of the way for illegals, but not for you. This is all backwards. And you are turning these countries into Venezuela. You're turning these countries into a crapple. Look at New York. Look at California. All embarrassments. And then you wonder why they want so much money in all these bailouts. They want us to bail them out. So they can do whatever with their money. And just, you know, spread the homeless people around. Spread the homeless. Don't, you know, help them out. Try to rehabilitate them and get them jobs. No, let's make tent cities so everyone can look at people shoot up, urinate on the streets. You know, when your city has a poop squad, you have a problem. You have a problem. So let's get into this article before I lose my mind here on this early Monday morning. The California Department of Housing and Community Development is using $100 million of the $55 million it got from federal COVID-19 relief fund to put homeless people in hotel rooms or other facilities in San Francisco, as Michael Savage likes to say, a way to allegedly curb the spread of the disease. Right. That's really going to help. Let them all hang out in hotel rooms. Yeah, that's going to end well. Shoot up there. The state's home key program announced that millions of taxpayer dollars available as grants to pay for the housing and that of the deadline to apply is of December 30th. 
The AGC website states, administered by California Department of Housing and Community Development, HCD, $600 million grant in funding will be made available to local public entities, including cities, counties, or local public entities, including housing authorities, blah, blah, blah. California to purchase and rehabilitate housing, including hotels, motels, vacant apartment buildings, and other buildings, and convert them into interim or per- permanent long-term housing for homeless people. At your cost. At your cost. The additional $50 million is from state junk. Here we go. The corona- As the COVID-19 crisis stretches on many hospitals, struggle remain shuttered. Some... It's the only, okay, this is, this is, I don't want to read it. So they only have 100 applications so far. San Francisco's supervisor, Hillary Ronan, suggested a more militant approach if properties do not become available. If we can't find willing sellers, meaning ha, ha, uh, hotels that went busto to sell them their property, that way they can use it for these homeless people. If they can't find sellers, we should consider addressing this major problem by eminent domain. Oh, so if they don't want to sell a farm, we're going to take it, buddy. That's nice. So we're going to take your property and then put homeless drug addicts in there. Great. Rowan said, home key is a solution, but we need much more like it. We have to do everything we can. Well, you probably should have did everything you could have until it got to this point. So New York City and California is getting worse by the second. And what are they going to do when all the rich people move out? Who's going to who's going to pay for it in taxes? Oh, you're going to keep trying to sneak in all these bailouts in all these COVID-19 packages so that way you can sneak in these payments. Cuz you can't tax anyone cuz all the rich people want to leave cuz they don't want to be around this crap. They didn't earn money their whole life to look at this stuff all day. Do some Pelosi, do something. Do some Newsom, do some So that's enough of that. So let's get into one of our favorite sources, the Gateway Pundit. So this, I actually saw this ahead of time. This is a short clip. This is actually ironic and funny. So let's get to it. White liberal gets triggered over Kanye 2020 street art, calls the cops on the artist. So here we go. A self-righteous white liberal got triggered over a Kanye 2020 street sign. Rapper, singer, songwriter Kanye West last month announced that he is running for president of the United States. We must now realize that the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for president of the United States, Kanye West tweeted. The rapper who is married to Kim Kardashian has been trolling Biden for the last few weeks. Good for her. Kanye says he supports President Trump and wants to take voters away from Biden. I haven't seen him say that, and there's not a quote there, so careful on that. Street artist had a little fun with a Kanye 2020 art, and it didn't sit well with people in liberal LA. It's funny, right? Here, a white liberal cursed at the street artist and threatened to show up to his home and eventually call the cops over the Kanye 2020 art. So watch. Funny though, right? They they want the cops when they want to, like if something happens to them, they'll call the cops. If they need something, they'll call the cops. But other than that, it's defund the police. The police are scum, right? It's so funny how that works. It's so funny. So let's hit this video. Apparently, there's cursing in it. So if you got kids around, you might want to close their ears or play this later when you're alone. So let's hit it. I'm going to start it at 30 seconds in because I can't play the beginning because it has Kanye West music. And I don't want my whole video taken down because of the music. So 
leaving the music out. Now I'm just going to start it when the guy starts flipping out. So here we go. You're a piece of shit for doing this in my fucking town. What do you even fucking list? Do you? What street? I don't know. Give me a Australia somewhere. <laughs> what's your what's, what town in Santa Monica do you live in? So here you go. You have the guy. It's kind of muffled. It's kind of hard to hear. I don't know if you can hear it that well on your end. You have a guy in a black hoodie with a face mask on confronting a guy who he saw. There was a picture of an African-American woman with a afro. And he, this guy just put a little chat window that said Kanye 2020. So it looked like he was she was saying Kanye 2020. So this guy comes up and starts yelling at the artist who threw up just a little. It was like a little sticker that he put on a brick wall that said Kanye 2020. So let's continue. Uh, you come in here and you see you can put this kind of bullshit up here. It's funny. Fuck it's you. Funny. Fuck you. Joke? you guys are a joke. You know it's going to be a joke? I call the cops right now and have them give it your fuck you. Oh, my concern is you putting up bullshit in my fucking town. Why do you, like, why do you hate Kanye? Because he's black? There's a lot of reasons. Wait, 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 wait. hold on. Is it because he's black? I'm sure it's not that. It's not because, because he's, he's black. It's because he's full of shit. And it's because what? you are fucking coming why? up here putting all this bullshit in this town. Why is he full of shit? Why is he full of shit? Kanye is not a Republican. You gotta expand your horizons, man. Okay. That's that's about enough you need to hear. You get the point. Hypocritical. They use the cops when it's convenient for them, and then it's the fun. I hate the cops. Spit on the cops. And he's saying, "Oh, what do you?" He's playing the liberal card. The the artist who put it up. Oh, what are you racist? Why you don't like Kanye because he's black, right? Because that's the game they play all the time. And he threw it right back on him. That is hilarious. So if you want to see the full thing, I posted it on our Facebook page. So hit that up at. JSI podcast. Uh, just search it on Facebook. You can find it or go to our main site. You can find it as well. Posted there. Pretty, pretty funny. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? So let's get into this article from Breitbart. Funny Lance Armstrong appears in the. I can't remember the last time I even thought or heard of that name. So when I saw him in the news, I'm like, oh. There's no way it's positive. There's no way it's positive. And guess what? It's not. Of course, he left. He came back right where he left off being a scum. So let's get into it. Lance Arm Breitbart article. Lance Armstrong's bike shop cancels police contract, but still expects cops to protect them from threats. Another hypocritical liberal here. Shocker, right? So last week in Austin, Texas, Bicycle shop founded by cycling star cheater Lance Armstrong announced it was ending its contract with the Austin Police Department. However, since that announcement, the shop made it clear they still expect the police to protect them. <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're we're gonna end our you know our ties with you, but by the way, you're still gonna protect us, right? <laughs> you this you can't make this up. Wednesday, the Austin-based store announced that it was canceling its five-year contract, probably because they're busto, with the Austin Police Department, worth nearly $350,000, and it would not be renewing it. They're busto. But even as the shop canceled its association with the police, it insisted that the police should continue to protect them for threats. We are not anti-police, they exclaimed after saying the police are on the wrong side of history. 
so funny how it works. Oh, we're going to spit on you and disparage you, but you're still going to protect us, right? Disclaimer. I mean, come on. The statement continued saying, we do believe our local police force will protect us from the very threats we are receiving right now. It would be unfortunate if they didn't. The management added that they had discussed the idea with employees, then insisted that refusal to work with the police is the best way to do our part to keep our customers safe and the city moving in the right direction. Wow. That's a shame. Not shocking from Lance Fraudstrong. So here's a quote. Business can, businesses can no longer be non-participants in the communities they serve. We chose what we think will do the most to suture these divides and place our community on the right side of history. Yeah, because I'm going to go to moral for moral authority and judgment. I'm going to go to Lance Armstrong. What a cheater and a joker. And treated people closest to him like trash. What a holier-than-thou waste. The store opened by Armstrong in 2008, said in a statement posted on Facebook. Oh, boy. So here's the statement from Mellow Johnny's Bike Shop. Dear Austin, sounds heartfelt. In the context of the current evaluation of community policing in Austin, we have decided to no longer purchase, resell, and service police issue Tarek bikes and accessories under a City of Austin RFP. The shop was previously awarded. We regret not publicizing our, publicizing our decision before it was presented by others on social media. It's difficult in these times to balance the needs of a business and a community. Our entire employee group was engaged in the dialogue and we continue. They don't show the whole tweet, but you got it. Virtue signaling at its worst. Oh, you're still going to protect us, right? We're going to spit on you, make fun of you, publicly say we don't support the police, but you still expect protection. They're all one and the same. And if you support Lance Armstrong at this point or any business he owns, I don't know what you're doing with your life. This guy misled the American people, lied to those closest to him, turned through the closest to him under the bus and now this guy's virtue signaling again have you can this guy just crawl back into a hole and go away can he just go on a bike and ride off into the sunset someplace <laughs> like seriously go away lance go away the shop's founder lance armstrong fell into disgrace after admitting that his trophy winning career was fueled by doping in a recent interview Armstrong admitted to going on performance enhancing drugs around the year 1992, because I'm going to believe anything he says, when he was around the age of 21. So there you go. Lance Armstrong making an appearance, another worthless appearance, came back right where he left off. Won't miss you anytime soon. So we got two more left to kick off this week here. So this is a Gateway Pundit article. Wisconsin Black Lives Matter protesters shoot at the home of a black police officer's girlfriend after assaulting both of them. That's nice. A mob of Black Lives Matter protesters. Yeah, protesters, right? I guess it's protesting when you're shooting at people. I mean, the word protest is gone beyond the, uh, beyond the pale here. So protesters gathered at a home of at the cop cop's girlfriend wisconsin police officer joseph mensah's girlfriend and shot at the back door after violently assaulting them 
Officer Mensa had been targeted by Black Lives Matter for his involvement in three fatal police shootings. On Saturday night, a mob of 50 to 60 leftists, wow, and they needed a gun with 50 to 60 people, showed up at his girlfriend's home chanting Black Lives Matter. If that wasn't enough, her children live in the home, but it's unclear if they were there at the time. Mensah wrote on Facebook that protesters came to my girlfriend's house while I was there and tried to kill me. I was unarmed and tried to defend my property and the property of my girlfriend. We were both assaulted, punched, and ultimately shot at several times. A shotgun round missed me by inches. Where are the police? Not once did I ever swing back or reciprocate any of the hate that was being directed at me. I am for all peaceful protests, even against me. But this was anything but peaceful. Yawn, no kidding. They threw toilet paper in the trees, broke her windows, and again shot at both of us and were trying to kill me. There are children that live there and they knew that. The irony of all this is that they chanted Black Lives Matter the entire time, right? When they're attacking black people but had zero regard for any of the black children that live there and or me, a black man, right? They don't care about black people. Just say it. Black Lives Matter is a shell company. It, that name doesn't mean anything. It's just an excuse to get away with their actions. They don't care about black lives. If they did, they'd go after Planned Parenthood in New York that kills more babies than are black babies that are born in New York, and they would do something about Chicago. They don't. They don't. They only do things when it justifies their sick political fetishes. That's it. That's it. They're the name of their the name of their group, their name of their terrorist organization. Could it be any more farther from what it actually does? Another post Mensa wrote that if Black Lives Matter, which I wholeheartedly do believe, of course everyone agrees the statement matters, then the lives of all black men and women in law enforcement matter too. No kidding, isn't it ironic? And our uniforms may be blue, but our skin is just as black and just as rich. No kidding. We swore an oath to the public, but the oath also extends to our families and loved ones, which we will fight to go home to each and every day. Not a single March protest lawyer or threat could change the fact that in the eyes of God, our lives are just important. They don't care about that. They don't care. They don't care. And all three officer involved shootings that... Mensal was involved in over the last five years. The suspects were armed. But that doesn't matter to them. Unless the cop dies, they're not happy. They don't care if the guy's a druggie, if the guy shoots a taser at you, if you're going to die. They don't care. They just don't want the criminal to die. Why? Because they're sick. They're sick. Who do you think the police protect the most? The areas where the most crime are. Where are the areas where their most crime is? The poor communities. You're attacking people that help protect poor communities. What kind of sick person does that? Wake up. Wake up. You supporting Black Lives Matter isn't supporting anything good at all. Start your own organization if you want to do that. Please. Please. You're better off supporting Blexit by uh, Candace Owens. So here we go. In a statement about the shooting, the police department said that on August 8th, 2020, approximately 8.05 p.m., a large group gathered in the area of North 100th Street and West Vienna Street in the city of Wotosa, 
and the group estimated to be between 50 and 60 people, like the cops said, targeted the private residence of the police officer Joseph Menza and began to vandalize the home. Officer Menza attempted to establish a dialogue with the group, but was ultimately physically assaulted outside of his home. As the officer Mensa retreated to his home, armed protesters approached the rear door and a single shotgun round was discharged by a member of the group into the officer's back door. The police department received assistance in dis- dispersing the crowd from numerous neighbors- neighboring agencies. I said this on Twitter today when I see what's going on in Portland. This is allowed to go on because who's ever in charge, who's ever telling these police officers to stand down needs to be severely investigated. They're Benedict Arnold's and turncoats and should be tried for treason to this country. Who is giving the orders for these cops to stand down and not do their job? Weakness is allowing this stuff to happen. If you showed aggression, even if you use pepper spray and tear gas or whatever, normal rioting stuff, non-lethal rioting stuff, this would stop immediately. But no, they know they can get away with it, so they are getting away with it, and they continue to do it. They should be tried for treason. Who's ever telling the cops to stand down should be held accountable. End it now. You're putting people's lives in jeopardy. Do you want to see a, a revolution in this country? You're asking for it. Back up. Back up. Lay off the cops. Lay off the law-abiding citizens and restore order in this country now. Before bad white guy, bad white people have to do something. Stop it. Stop it right now. So hopefully the cop and his kids are okay. Another um, peaceful protest. So let's get into this last article and then we will send you on your way and then we'll be back bright and early on Tuesday because now I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be dropping shows four times a week, Monday morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That way you get on Monday morning, you get caught up from the weekend and then I kick you off on Thursday so you can enjoy your week. That way you get a break from me Friday through Saturday and Sunday, you can enjoy your family and then we kick you off right back on the this on Monday morning. So here we go. This is l- crazy. You thought it couldn't get worse? Guess what? It's going to keep on going. So here we go. A Breitbart article. Brooklyn College Education Prevent... <laughs> education. This is uh, ironic here. Claims... Education professor claims that math is white supremacist patriarchy. So now math is... A form of white supremacy. Okay. Brooklyn College. I'm pretty sure when you draw with a pencil. When you write with a pencil. It's gray. So. I don't know if they want to change the notebooks. That you write in now. Because they're white. I don't. I don't you tell me where this is going. So Brooklyn College professor of math and education. Lori Rubel. Argued this week on Twitter. Where all the great conversations happen in this country. <laughs> That mathematical equation 2 plus 2 equals 4 reeks of white supremacy and patriarchy. Rubel's tweet was retweeted and promoted by several academics. Are you shocked by universities and colleges around the nation? Are you really shocked? Because hardcore liberal uh, elite schools aren't corrupt or anything. 
According to a report by Campus Reform, Brooklyn College professor Lori Rubel, who teaches math education, tried to make the case this week that basic math is white supremacy. The tweets are a part of a larger trend in recent scholarship by American academics, many of which have argued the objective truth is social construct. The idea that math or data is culturally, neutrally, or in any way objective is a myth. Apparently, math is subjective now. I'm ready to move on with that understanding. Who's coming with me? Sounds like a revolution. Rubel wrote in a tweet, along with, along with, of course, the math is neutral because 2 plus 2 equal 4 trope and related and creepy, math is pure and protect math. Reeks of white supremacy. Rubel added, I'd rather think on nurturing people and protecting the planet with math in service of them goals. I don't understand how she's tying in math with these statements. Several academics from institutions around the nation chimed in. Harvard PhD candidate Kareem Carr suggests that math should be re-evaluated because it was primarily developed by white men. This is a real article from Breitbart News, and this is not a joke. They want to change, get rid of math now. And you thought it was about statues. Silly, silly, silly wabbit. Statues are for kids. So people say it's subjectivism to ask if math is Western. I don't get that. It's objective. The fact that some groups were more involved in the creation of modern math than others, Carr said, they may have been trying to make it objective, but it's not stupid to ask if they actually succeeded. Because now numbers are inherently racist. I wonder if you put, if you add up, if you put numbers 1 through 10 on a piece of paper, if you mix them all up together, it really spells white man or something. <laughs> They're going to come up with some sick, some sick... Some sick thing. You know it's coming. A few academics have pushed back. Oh my god. Is there even anything to say to this? How do you push back against crazy? You don't. You just walk away. James Lindsay, one of the academics behind a series of hoax papers that were published in social justice journals, reminded Rubel and her peers that mathematical truths are objective. It's certainly the case and the woke need to be held firmly to the point that feats of engineering like space travel and rocketry utterly depend on accepting stable meanings of mathematical statements, like 2 plus 2 equals 4, as objectively true, not mere accidents of culture, Lindsay tweeted. Right? Where are they going with this? So now math is racist because it was mainly allegedly contrived and made up by white men, apparently. So... When you send the kids back to school, you better warn them and that math teacher, if they're allowed to go back, because, you know, Hitler, you better warn them, don't write two plus two on that paper. And that paper better be black in that notebook because, you know, Whitey bad. Whitey's got the leg up, right, Oprah? Whitey's got the leg up. So <laughs> don't even know what to say after that. Intentionally left that article last because... What a crazy way to start your week, right? I'm sure it'll only get better tomorrow. So thanks for hanging out. We will see you tomorrow bright and early. 
Thanks for listening. Catch a new episode of Just Say It every Monday through Thursday. Available on YouTube and every major podcast platform. Got something to say? Meet other patriots and join the conversation at jsipodcast.com. 